welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place. Interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because it's game time. Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about all things gaming, discussions, debates, you name it. We talk about it right here, so put on your headset and sit down, because we're about to have a very special episode today. See, in video games, there's a lot of components. There's controls, there's graphics, but one portion that a lot of people tend to forget, or maybe they don't appreciate as much, is the music that goes into these games. Even more so, the fact that people go on with these musics in games, and they remix them. So with me today, I have a very special guest. You probably have heard her remixes somewhere on the internet. People use them all the time. If you've played Overwatch, you've probably heard it. Pokemon, it's everywhere. She's even done Undertale. We have the legendary Glitch X City here on Zero's Game Room. Welcome! Hi, thanks. Yeah, so she has done many medney medleys, and she's done so many. Recently, just as of today, she uploaded a new uh, medley. Why don't you talk about it? Uh, yeah, so I wanted to do something from Sun and Moon. There's not that many tracks that really stand out to me, so this is like one of the last few. I decided to go with uh, Gladions because his name is a bit interesting. It, it kind of has that uh, funky tune to it, so I was yeah, like, you know what, let's, I, I really let's like go Gladi- with some Electro Swing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, Pokemon Sun and Moon was a very... I thoroughly enjoyed the game, personally. Oh, definitely. I actually haven't beaten the after game yet because oh yeah post game no me neither it's okay (laughs) but yeah so when it comes to musical composition there's a lot of things that go into it and uh so let's start off from the beginning what got you into this whole remixing music things and why in video games of all things so video games for me was kind of like a uh, latch on as a child I mean, I had friends. I I had my my family was there for me and all that. It's just like it was something extra for me to go to when there was nothing else around. And as far as music, uh, I've been in the YouTube scene since uh, 2006, actually, with all the cat videos and Ray Lewis Johnson and all that. <laughs> the, the good old days. The good old days, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was this dude named Poke Remix Studio, and he would remix a lot of the uh, Pokemon tracks. And I would just listen to them on and off when I'd be doing homework and stuff. And then it got to a point where I wanted to start making content. And back then when they had video responses, I wanted to make a video response to one of my friend's video because I was like, <laughs> let me do this. <laughs> <laughs> and... It was like, I know I want to center my content around Pokemon, but I don't know exactly what. And so I looked at Poke Remix's uh, videos, and I was like, you know what? I like music. I have some background in music. Let me see if I can do what he does and, you know, have fun with it. And here we are today. So what kind of stuff do you use? Or, like, take us a little bit of a walkthrough, like, maybe, like, a five-minute version or just a short version of, like, how do you go from, like, hey, I want to remix this to actually doing it and what kinds of things you use to actually remix these songs? (laughs) First things first, motivation. Motivation. (laughs) I feel like that should be a quote for anything. How do you start anything? Motivation. Your passion has got to be in it, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing that stigmas from motivation is like, what can I do to this theme to make it 
stand out, give it a new perspective, give it a new outlook. So, for example, let me take uh, Guzma's thing from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Oh, so, very you know, amazing thing. <laughs> you know how he's kind of has this, like, gangster oh, vibe yeah, going on with his thing and all that? Yeah. You could turn that into an orchestral thing, still have that gangster vibe, but in, like, a slow string version of it. Or if you still want to go with the gangster vibe, you can transform it into a trap beat. Mm-hmm. And add some electric guitars to personify his uh, his his uh, his journey throughout the entire game. But my goal with creating remixes is just to give it a different outlook on the theme. Not not to necessarily beat out the original theme. That's never my goal. It's just to give a different outlook. Right, right, right. It's it's to give your own perspective. You take what has been created and you make it into your own art. Yeah. So when it comes to these like projects, what do you use? Like what software? Uh, use FL Studios 10 because <laughs> Poké Remix Studio used that. I was like, well, I can do that. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. And so a majority, like going, if people just go to your channel at Glitch X City, you see that you've done things from Overwatch to Legend of Zelda. Like there's so <laughs> many. I mean, the majority is uh, Pokemon. But so what drives your inspiration? Is it the game that you're playing at the time? Or is it just kind of like, I really like this game. I should try to remix it. It's a mixture of both. Uh, I try to not remix games that I haven't played or don't plan on playing. Because mm-hmm. I, w- I won't have any connection to it then. But uh, uh, The Legend of Zelda for the past month has definitely <laughs> put an impact in me. Uh, I liked it so much that I included a little uh, Easter egg in the, uh, the latest remix from Zelda. Right, 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 right. And what are some of those Easter eggs? If you care to share. Uh, <laughs> it's the original uh, Hyrule field, field theme in Gladion. Let's see. In uh, Sun and Moon Guzma's theme that I did, uh, there was a user that mixed uh, Red's theme from Gold, Silver, and Crystal with Guzma's theme. Oh, and wow. I looked at it. I contacted him. I was like, hey, can I use your video for inspiration? And it fits so well. And I know like a lot of talk has been thrown around about Legend of Zelda, the music, the composition. And I mean, look at that thing. Look at history in like music. You know, we used to have like eight bit chip tunes and whatnot. And now we have like <laughs> full orchestras making these themes for our games. Right. Yeah. And so how do you feel that the music affects a game? So the music in a game personifies what's going on in the game, the feeling, the mood. So uh, I'm going to use Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I'm going to use Zelda okay, a lot let's talk as about some Breath of the Wild. Look, I, I'm a huge Zelda fan. Like, I recently had an episode where I had all my Zelda gear on. I had my Zelda socks, Zelda cup, Zelda wristband, and I was ready to go. I was ready to take on Hyrule Field. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's talk about some Breath of the Wild remix, or, like, just talk about the music in that. So with Breath of the Wild, uh, a lot of people say that there's a lack of soundtrack, but in reality, uh, the soundtrack, it, it kind of has, like, this activation mode where your camera is pointing. I don't know if a lot of people notice that. So, especially when you ride the horse, you don't. Even when you're on the horse, the music that plays when you're on the horse doesn't play all the time. You got to be moving, going to a different direction, going towards, let's say, you're going towards Death Mountain. The music will start playing, and then it'll start to alternate itself once you get closer to your destination because it's Death Mountain. It has to be a little, you know, eerie or quiet to uh, somehow tell you the mood that's going on in the uh, the game itself. Right, right, right. And there's, like, plenty of games that have done that, you know? There's this whole idea of, like, sometimes no sound is the best sound. Yes. Like, it kind of depends on the game, though, right? Yes, definitely. 
Um, some examples that I can think of off the top of my head are like Uncharted, uh, the Metal Gear Solid series. There, there's not so much game music, but when there is, it's used in a very effective manner. You know, it sets the tension, the mood, the vibe, uh, where the direction they want you to go. Uh, it's funny that you bring up the whole Legend of Zelda thing. Do you remember Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo? Yes, I do. Do you remember like how the music would kind of change when you were on Yoshi? Yes. <laughs> it gives is, you this sort of fun feeling that you're like, hey, I'm on a green dinosaur. Let's go. Right. It added a little more like of an upbeat. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the musical terms here, but uh, <laughs> it created that more like upbeat atmosphere. And I feel like a lot of video game music does that. Um, have you ever had some sort of like, I guess it wouldn't be called writer's block, but any music block? All the time, all the time. Like, I had uh, another music blog uh, last night when trying to finalize Gladion's theme. Because mm-hmm. I, at first, I didn't, I had an idea what direction I wanted to take it, but as I worked along, the, I, the original idea that I had kind of morphed into a different idea. It was, it's not like it wasn't wanted, it was just something I wasn't expecting. So I just went with the flow. But other times, like, I'll open a project, I'll start to put instruments in, and then I'll be like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And, like, what do you do in those cases where you get this music block, I guess? You don't know what to do. Do you kind of just sit on it? Do you wait? Do you play around with it? What kinds of things? Um, At first, I'll try to play around it round with it, I will never force it. I tried forcing it before and I put out something that I didn't like. Apparently other people liked it, but I personally didn't like what I put out because it was forced. Uh, Usually I'll just play around with it and if it doesn't work out during that sitting, I'll take a break for it from it go play overwatch or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey overwatch is a great game i can't i can't, I can't argue against that <laughs> but i won't try to force it if it's uh if it's not coming to me at that moment oh uh, what has been one of your more f- favorite tracks to do that you worked on that you were like hey this is going somewhere i like how this sounds now granted there's like you said when you force it it just didn't feel right yeah in contrast which do you think felt the best or you think is one of the better remixes that you made <laughs> i actually told uh, my network this when they uh, also interviewed me the one that's on my channel right now that's being showcased is the uh, heart gold and soul silver radio tower takeover oh my gosh yeah that one's so great <laughs> uh, when i was a kid uh so funny story so my parents bought me pokemon gold along with my game boy color i was like six or seven years old and uh I would take my Game Boy and my Pokemon Gold with me to school, and when I would play outside, I would like stick it in my overalls. There was like this big front pocket <laughs> over my chest. I would stick it in my overalls, and when I get home, I forget to take it out, so the game was like stuck in <gasps> the pocket, and my parents would wash it. And when my mom was like, "I found your game in the washer," I'm like, "Oh, okay, thank you." Slapped it in my Game Boy Color, and all of my saves were gone. No, they were gone. Like the. the, like, the <laughs> So what I would do every Saturday, I, I kid you not, every Saturday, I would stock up on batteries, right? <laughs> okay. Because they didn't have chargers back then. Of and course then... not. No, no. See, <laughs> here's the thing. Them youngins that are listening don't understand that you can't just plug in. You had to go to the store and buy some AA <laughs> batteries to make sure you could keep playing. I would, I would open up the front porch door because... Uh, the systems back then didn't have backlights, and I would grab my pillow, grab my blanket, sit there, and try to not 
technically speed run, but I guess speed run through Pokemon Gold. I would make it all the way, just barely, barely to the Radio Tower Takeover and my seven to eight hour sitting on that Saturday after I watched my Saturday morning cartoons, of course. Oh, of course, oh, of course. Which, showdown. again, people don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, it, just, it, it drives me mad that people are like, what are Saturday cartoons? They were the best, okay? But of course, so you do this for like seven hours and then would your batteries die? Uh, no, they lasted a long time, actually. They will last all the way up until I just about beat the radio tower. But every time I hear the theme, it was like an extended theme of the uh, Team Rocket Encounter, kind of mm -hmm. like a different take. And I was like, ooh, I like this. And then about fast forward about almost a uh, decade and a half later, I was like, you know what? This is my favorite theme back then. Let me see what I can do. I want to keep the 8-bit sounds, but I also want to add that edgy feel because it's Team Rocket. Oh yeah, it's Team Rocket blasting. It's the original, the OG, the OG. evil villain, okay? <laughs> I have a soft spot for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Like, I know a lot of games have come out since then, but to this day I still stand by it that my favorite Pokemon game is Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver because it's just, to me, it has one of the better adventures, in my personal opinion. I love <laughs> that the Pokemon sprites can follow behind you. And I think, I forget how you get it exactly, but isn't there a portion where, like, I think if you beat the game or if you beat Red, you can get, like, I think Professor Oak gives you a thing that you can play. Or maybe it is at the Radio Tower. You the, can play, the like... The GB player, yeah. Yeah, 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 the GB player. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Best feature in the game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that was my childhood. And I will say that theme that you have, uh, the, yeah, it is the Team Rocket. It's one of the... It, it's so memorable because it's Team Rocket, you know? You felt like such a badass just going in there with your team of Pokemon. You're going down. You guys came back. It's time to throw down. Ah, oh, good times. And then when I heard it again in Heart Goes Soul Silver, it just brought back all those memories. Were you able to still save on the game cartridge after or was it not? Oh, no. It was gone. <laughs> it was gone. I have to... I have to reset it every time. <laughs> oh, that was so... But that's why you have this memory, because the batteries would take you up to the radio tower, and yep. that's what you remember. Wow. I never made it to Kanto. <laughs> oh, no, that you never made it to Kanto, so you never got to fight Red at the top of Mount Silver. No, but eventually I got Crystal, though, and I made sure it saved. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it all the way. So since that one is your best, what do you think in your, I don't want to say your worst, but just, eh, it could have been better. Uh, definitely the first version of, I don't think I did a second version of Black and White uh, Meloetta's theme. Uh, I was actually uh, binge editing a lot of videos because I was traveling a lot that summer and I wasn't going to be anywhere near home. So that one was definitely rushed. People liked it, but I definitely think it was one of my weaker ones. So I originally found you back in 2012 thanks to your Pokemon Christmas medley. And <laughs> see, I find these medleys more interesting. Like, I love all your remixes. But, like, what captures me about your Christmas medley medleys is that you, like, not only do you throw Pokemon, you just beat match so well. <laughs> and you throw in some Kingdom Hearts. Like, how does that inspiration come from for these Christmas medleys? I don't know. I'll, I'll be like playing on the piano and be like, oh, that sounds like Kingdom Hearts. And I just toss it in there. I'm like, well, it works. Yeah, because like you go like you're it sounds like an intense fighting theme. And then it's like something from Kingdom Hearts. And I'm like, whoa, that was <laughs> like it just blew me out of the water because there's just music and games to me can be 
essentially sometimes make it or break it. Like, for example, recently, one of my more favorite games on the Nintendo 3DS is Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh, I and love Fire Emblem. I'm playing Fates right now for a Revelation. Oh my gosh, you love Fire Emblem? I adore Fire Emblem. And that's the thing. Like, in Fire Emblem, the music, it just adds to this emotion. Like, you're going into war. You're go- you've got your crew. Uh, did you play Awakening? Uh, yes, I have. It was actually the first Fire Emblem game that I played because I, I just got my 3DS at the time. I got Ocarina. And then my mom was like, hey, you want this game? I was like barely in college. and <laughs> She was still shopping for games for me. And so she got me Awakening. I was like, oh, this is Fire Emblem. I heard people talking about it on the internet. Popped it in, instantly fell in love. Oh, see, yeah, it's it's honestly the best. Like, I love Fire Emblem. But what do you think about the music in Fire Emblem Fates? Um, they definitely... They, they pretty much tease Azura's song throughout the entire game. It was like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explores the Time. They tease Primal Diago all throughout the game. It's not that I'm complaining. It's just like you hear different variations in different settings. And they like change the bass line to make it either more upbeat or more... Uh, uh, more kind of sad kind of have a sad feeling to it or kind of more serious or dangerous you know but you always hear Zura's song in some situation or some cutscene i'm like i like this i think they were smart it's one of those tracks that just gets stuck in your head and you love it um for me going back to fire emblem awakening do you remember the part i think it was chapter 10 after crom spoiler alert uh when crom's sister dies or like she gets like she sacrifices herself I remember the cutscene. I don't really remember the soundtrack. You actually wanted me to go back and uh, replay uh, uh, Fire Emblem because I played it on a classic. I didn't know there was a big difference between classic and casual. Oh, yeah. No, I am a classic. <laughs> I'm a hardcore Fire Emblem fan. I've played them. I've toughed through the Japanese-only ones. Luckily, there are some patches on the internet, but I have toughed them out, and I do enjoy it. But they're, See, you need to go back and hear this because it, the song's called Don't Speak Her Name, and it invokes such an emotion because you remember the cutscene, Emrin falls and she's done for, again, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, and the, the song in the next chapter, it creates this emotion of triumph and like you want revenge and then the whole chapter itself is based around the the enemy but he doesn't want to fight you because he realizes the whole emran sacrificing thing was kind of in vain definitely one of my favorite soundtracks in video games it inspired me to be like i am this army i will take you down for taking out my sister I really need to go back and play because, like, when you say Fire Emblem, I instantly think of Fire Emblem Fates because I'm playing. I've been playing it since uh, the release. I've been going through all three games. Birthright or Conquest? Uh, Conquest, Conquest first, then Birthright, and now I'm on Revelations. Ooh, nice, very nice. Who's your favorite character? I don't just just throwing that in there. Corin because I play her in Smash. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I'm, I'm more of a Takumi. I, I don't know. Something about that bow and arrow, man. It gets me oh, every so single time. Takumi in Conquest. Uh, I don't know if you play in Conquest, but Takumi was such a... Uh, mm, what's the right word without using profanity? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a prick to a me. Prick, a and prick. so when I when I played Birthright, uh, I was like, "You're being fake to me because you were totally mean to me in the last game." And in Revelations, he's all like buddy buddy with you. I'm like, "Don't touch me, talk to me." <laughs> <laughs> 
And see, that's like the beauty of like some games. Like the music can definitely change. Like some like do you have a favorite character theme in like any game? Any game at all? I instantly want to say Primal Dialga because that's the first thing that came to mind. But Roxas's theme from Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh my gosh. I Okay. See, you changed mine because I was going to say, <laughs> oh, mine is easily Zero's th- theme from Marvel vs. Capcom or Mega Man X Command Mission. But then you said Roxas. I'm like, <gasps> wait, no. I'm, I'm more of a Riku fan. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts single-handedly, I think, has one of the better soundtracks in video games. What do you think oh about that? Oh my god, that? yes. Yoko Shimamura is amazing. Oh yeah, the emotions. I, okay, I can't believe I'm about to confess this. At the end of, at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, I cried. <laughs> It happens. It's like Kingdom Hearts doesn't make me cry. It gives me like that goosebump feeling, be like, oh, this is a terrible situation. Sanctuary, simple and clean, Roxas's theme, Riku's theme. Oh. Oh, I honestly think that Sanctuary is the better opening for Kingdom Hearts. Like, you know, simple and clean, it's, it's that classic feeling, but Sanctuary uh, slash passion. Oh, yeah. There's so much more heart. No pun intended, but there's a little more heart in Sanctuary. But again, that's my personal opinion. That one touches me. Both the orchestral and piano and vocal versions. Like, ooh. Yes, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. But thank you, Glitch, so much for coming on to the show and being here and talking about music. It really goes to show that music plays a huge part in our video game world. Yep, yep. And I hope you continue to create beautiful content. And maybe, hey, maybe after this conversation, maybe you're inspired a little bit to do a little Fire Emblem digging. How does that sound? (laughs) It's been on the list for a good while, honestly. Well, that wraps up another episode of Zero's Game Room. Want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer, at Trekit on Twitter, and at David underscore Ritter for voicing my intro. Keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on Facebook, at Zero's Gaming Room, and on Twitter, at Zero's Game Room. Until next time, GG, with a definite re.